Hello folks, welcome to the Kieran Caddy Podcast. What's going on? Tonight, uh, or today, I'll be talking to you about characters. And I've had, I've come across quite a few of them. Uh, especially on chatting, you know, going around to music festivals and festivals. And even characters that you probably grew up with. And that you know, I... Uh, I interviewed a witch in the early days of the podcast and uh, I went into it kind of, you know, like you go into it thinking that this is all daft. It's just completely, you know, what is it, you know, looking from the outside, it does look a bit strange. It always looks, you know, some people kind of have that whole idea of when they see a witch they see um devil worship and the cult and uh saints and being sorry just getting comfortable here saint satan being the center of attention and uh you know i went in i did the interview and i messed up completely it's one of those classic things that happened was I went in, set up, everything was fine. We were chatting away. Next thing, I wasn't recording it. We chatted for a good hour and a half, maybe two hours, and nothing recorded. We got an hour on an Instagram Live that was done on her Instagram. Uh, Lynn Gorman was the uh, person I was interviewing, and uh, she is a... She has an Instagram page called uh, Lilith's Kavina and uh, fascinating. I was absolutely fascinated by it all. Like you go in and her whole, um, she has a whole room dedicated to uh, the practice the of of witchcraft, and I got a whole I got a whole new perspective of it all. Like, I went in and I thought, oh, Jesus, there's going to be sheep's hearts and goat's heads all around the place. But it was completely different. When I went in, there was a sense of just pure calmness. And it was probably more like calmness amongst... um, Calmness probably more amongst the drama of life. When you look at, when you look into the room, it was filled with stuff and filled with pretty cool, like the architecture, the frames, the um, the the wands, the books, the uh, the whole place was decorated, and it really it it kind of brought down like the. You're not focused on all of it. You are focused on it when you go in. But then the mind just rests. There's a whole thing of just... You're in that room for the spirit. And um, it's almost like walking into... Uh, walking into any shop like any like that sells, you know, incense, that kind of stuff. Like there's a whole... 
Like, and she, and she was there, and she said, right, we're going to start. We chatted away, talked about everything. We were chatting for ages, and um, we got into the whole spiritual side of it, and, you know, what exactly it was. And it was, it, it kind of, like, look, it was a religion. Some people say, oh, witchcraft is a religion. Other people say, oh, you know, they're devil worshippers, whatever. I honestly think, I honestly came out of it with a completely different perspective. I had all my questions answered. Witchcraft is no more dangerous than going to Mass. If you believe in your witchcraft, your Mass, Buddha, you know, to me, look, as long as you're a good person and you do good things, and we all just try to get on with life where we are right now, especially. Um, I don't think, like, it's funny when, when I look at it now, especially after doing the interview and being there. And I took a lot of photos, you can check them out on my Instagram. And I will put links to it. But there was no difference to, to her room and her place of calmness and getting into the spiritual level. That there was no difference than that to going into that room than going to a church. Like, you know, it was it wasn't any difference to me. I mean, we all turn to we all turn to things in our lives when we're feeling stressed out or you know, when we need an uplift, there's always something people turn to either the Bible, they turn to the cross, they could turn to the tub of Ben and Jerry's in the freezer. As long as you can get, you know, your head above water and, and feel better than, you know. Some people worship McDonald's. Other people worship the the star signs, you know. And we got into that as well. We talked a bit about, like, the star signs. And I, I go in with a completely different... Like, I went in and I was like... I had so many questions and so many questions were answered. And, uh, you know, it was gas though. I went in, we chatted for a good bit. And, um, of course, then I went down. I was like, oh, that's great. I got so much footage. Next thing I looked at my phone. And then it said, press here to record and go live. And I was like, uh, Lynn, I didn't actually get anything of that. I didn't get, I didn't get to record it. She's like, oh, my God, no way. I was like, I am so sorry. She's like, no, it's fine. And we got the live, we got it on her Instagram page, so at the end of the day, it was fine, it it wasn't a big deal. I was raging because it was such a good interview, and um, it was packed with a lot of stuff. But anyway, what can you do, you know? I remember being at, um, myself and Sinead went up to a Harry Potter convention. Now, that was a whole different world like we've been to star wars conventions where i'm literally walking around with my mouth open going oh my god there's darth vader but it's a dude dressed up in a darth vader costume there's han solo there's chewbacca and then when you go in like when you go to these conventions like they are the biggest fans we're all fans but these are the guys and ladies that are massively into it like and uh 
We went to the Harry Potter convention. It was in City West. And um, I went in. I like Harry Potter. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Um, I, I'd watch I'd watch it. It's great. Like, you know, shout out to Daniel Radcliffe if you're listening. Um, I loved Jay in. I loved his, his latest film on, Netflix, on Amazon, uh, Escape from Pretoria. But when you go into this, I went into City West and it was convention down to the back room. And the place was mobbed with witches. There was people dressed up as goblins. There, it was just it was just a fantasy coming to life, like right in front of your eyes. And it was there was people from all over the world at it. There was I remember talking to um a woman there who was dressed head to toe as a wizard or as a witch. And she had the whole get up on her, and I was there. And I was I was admiring her 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 um her costume, and her whole setup. And she had her stall. She had these um, ones that were actually made out of soap, and I just thought to myself, I was like, fair play to you. I was like, you probably turned your whole life around to be that person you wanted to be, like. Because she was talking, like, we were chatting for a good five, ten minutes, and I was like, you know, and she was from, uh, she was from Arkansas, and she came over, and she travels around to all these conventions. They're massive over there, like, they make conventions, but, you know, she, she said, like, that she does it for a living. It's a, it's a living for her to go to these things and, and uh, dress up, and, and some people would see that as, oh, that's, so strange that is not normal thing to do for somebody but at the end of the day like it's no more than you know when you're when you're young and you play dress up you dress up as you know your friends would be cops and robbers or you know you you could um dress up those are the people that are probably like that witch at that convention is probably a standing actor now in the next series of of um of harry potter films or the uh what's the one fantastic beasts you know she's probably making a good name for herself there was a lot of people there that were in theater and uh, musicals and they were all there they were giving their their piece they were doing their um song and dance and they were handing out flyers like look if you're ever here come and see the show and I just thought to myself I was like imagine like doing that for like it was funny because they were coming over and they were giving us tickets to Broadway and I was like you realize you're in Dublin I was like I'm not going to be in Broadway next next summer to see your show but there was people from all over the place. I remember being in a uh, at invasion at the Star Wars convention there, and um, we went in, and Peter Mayhew was there, and uh, Kenny Baker, Lord rest them, and uh, we were there, and of course I was completely starstruck. I was like, "Oh my God, there's Kenny Baker!" And I was like, "There's." There's Peter Mayhew, like Chewbacca and R2D2, like you know, side by side, 
And they were the nicest fellas that I've ever met. And I went up and um, there was guys there with their sons, guys with the mothers, with their daughters and, and families at this thing. And I was like, it's amazing how, you know, it's still a thing. Like Star Wars is still a thing, Harry Potter and all these conventions. And people are coming together from all walks of life. I was chatting to a fella who was a... Him and his son, they were in they were in business together anyway. I think they were electricians. But they actually made the lightsabers that they were dueling with. Like how cool is that? Like that they were they were able to make up the the handles and the lights and the whole thing and they were like and they were going around and they were saying, Look, if you ever want one made for you, here's my contact details and it was just a bizarre like it was just such a world to go into. Like, if anybody ever gets a chance to go to a convention, I would definitely recommend it because the people that you meet at these things, even if you get their name, and we're so connected now with Facebook and Instagram and even Twitter, um, and there's so many forums out there. Like, you can make friends there that, that you would probably chat and meet up with and keep in contact with, you know. Music festivals as well. Um, I met a guy who was a... He, he's, he's a cosplayer. And he was involved with the Star Wars Cosplayer Club in Dublin. And it's gone off the top of my head. They do their big with the, the Irish the, the charities. They do, um, they do the Irish charity circuit. And... Um, but they are massive, like, seeing these guys in full costume and doing all this for sick children and putting a smile on adults' faces and kids' faces and going around and doing all this stuff, it's a, it's a huge feat. Like, they are so focused on what they do and how they do it. It's like, everything looks authentic. They, they study what they're at. They know what they're doing. And... I actually followed him. I met him at a festival in Tullamore, Face Fest, and he came out as Johnny Depp, and he was running around and he had all you know the the voice going the whole lot, and I was like, that's class. And he said, look, add me on Facebook, and uh, and and seeing what he's doing now, like he went on and did Bumblebee, he did Iron Man, he did everybody, like everything that. And, he, and and the best about it is that he makes he makes the costumes himself and it's it's uh, class it's really cool I often think of um, I think the the saddest day that when you when you come to realize that you've lost the fun in your life is the day that you don't get excited over um, films or seeing seeing like a franchise kind of come back to its roots like going to the going to the cinema to see all the star the new Star Wars films were absolutely like to see them in a cinema again was just a mind-blowing experience and um, you know seeing, seeing it with like it's so different now like where it's hard to imagine being in a cinema again 
you know, um, like, but when Star Wars, the new franchise and films were coming out, there were so many documentaries and there was people that were like, you know, had hundreds and thousands of collections and uh, different bits and bobs. And then uh, I was watching uh, the Funko Pop figurines when they came about and people that had loads of collections of them. And, um, you know, I think it's it's pretty cool to see a lot of things, a lot of different uh, collections together. It's just there's something about it, like there's a dedication there, you know. When you're looking for that one that you don't have, um, of the like, so say if you have if you have a group of maybe Fortnite figurines, or even it goes back to the FIFA playing cards, you know, like the sticker books. Like I think the one I had when I grew up, when I was growing up, uh, was the. Uh, UEFA Champions League sticker books and then there was the World Cup ones and you used to be going into school and I'll trade you I'll trade you a Wayne Rooney for a Roy Keane and if it was glittered you wouldn't have a hope because you'd have to you know that was the currency back then it was I'll trade you five Wayne Rooney's or I'll trade you five cards for that golden Wayne Rooney that you have and uh, should have, you know, that was the currency. And if you didn't have it, you'd probably say, right, I give you, I give you a win, I give you three cards and a bar for your golden Wayne Rooney, and uh, take it or leave it. You know, it's gas. There's none of that. There's none of that now anymore. Like I see, uh, the 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 Fortnite have uh, sticker books. But they don't. You don't. I don't think they do the uh, the collection, the card books anymore. Just mad, you know. Even like Pokemon cards are huge again, and they're worth serious money. If you have ones knocking around, I'm sure you'll make a few bob. Because uh, I, I up at the conventions, there'll be lads there and they'll be selling off stuff. And I remember picking up a deck of cards, and your man had them all laminated and all that stuff, and he was like. That card, like, and I was flicking through, and I was like, 500 euro for a card. And he was like, yeah, it's a really rare uh, C-3PO card. There's only so many of them still in existence. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, he probably paid 10p for it. Now it's worth 500. And I was asking him, I was like, you know, is there... He said, it's a huge market. He said that it's, it's just... Uh, People want the rare cards, and I was like, "Sure, they were so they weren't as rare as they were back in the day." And he said, "Well, if you think about it, if you had to, if you were trading them, there'd be that card, that C-3PO card would have been one in a batch of maybe five hundred. So you could probably got like five hundred in a in a box, and then it'd be probably one of those cards in the box of the full card in the boxes, like full packs." So. You know, probably it's it that it would be probably like winning the lotto back then, but now it's probably worth the trading up. Like if you can make five hundred euro on a card that cost you ten p back in the day, you know, mental. It's absolutely crazy.
think about, but um, no, I remember. I remember growing up. Like, I remember being. Uh, I, I I was going through my Instagram the other day to figure out kind of. You know, to 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 get back to talk about the podcasts and the live interviews, like. Um, I remember going in with that whole idea of, oh, this is going to be just completely weird. I'm going to feel uncomfortable with the whole thing, and I wasn't. But I know Lynn. I I I'm, I I know her years, like. Um, but uh, I went in anyway. We did it. We did the interview. It's on her page, Liz Kavina, on Instagram, and. I went in and I was kind of thinking to myself, like, when you're living in a village that's the size, like, Mukla is a small place, and everybody knows everyone, it's a lovely place, it's a quiet place, it's, you know, it's a very close-knit community, um, and I'm not bashing it, I'm not saying anything, but when you have a different approach or a different look like everybody it's kind of like uh what would you say it's like everybody in Mukla looks like everything is the same and all that when you stand out in Mukla you stand out um and I was asking her I was I was like what's what's the story with like you know with everybody and she told me that like She's been, she was called like, oh, I, I was called a devil worshipper and all this stuff. And I was like, it's ridiculous that, you know, because you have a a, a place to, to go where you feel spiritually enlightened and, and in, you know, and Lynn is not a bad person. Like, I'm not nobody that, nobody that looks different or odd or likes different stuff is a bad person. What I'm saying is, it's amazing that when you don't look a certain way, people will look at you and go, oh, Jesus, don't talk, don't talk to that person. Don't talk to them. They're, you know, they're devil worshippers, you know, and all this. And I remember growing up, like, and, you know, you go through your phases of, like, you know, the emo stage or the, the techno stage and the emo and the goth and all that stuff. And I was always kind of in that... Like, I always loved rock music. I liked a bit of heavy metal in school. I went through all that stuff. And I wasn't really into MCR. MCR were big back in the day. But never into the whole thing. And uh, I often listened to uh, the heavy metal stuff. And I was often recalled, oh, Jesus, that devil music. And I never understood where this term, the devil music, came from. Because it was just so, like, people were like, you know, just, I can't believe you listened to that. How do you understand the words? And Marilyn Manson was big at the time. And he was like, I was like, sure, I like it. What's, it's just music. It's no more than listening to uh, Britney Spears or the Jonas Brothers or Westlife or McFly. I said, it's, you know, and that's the kind of, and it does, it separates you from, like, there's a click then amongst mu- when music lovers. And then it kind of, it's all about, like, you know, oh, don't talk to that person because they're, like, that heavy metal stuff. And then it's, like, you know, it's it's funny how if, like, then again, I used to say, if you, everybody listens to the same music, we'd all just be boring people and we won't have 
you know, our ideals, our, all our ideas would be the same, and that's just no way to live anyway. But, um, yeah, that's the characters in the, uh, you know, the characters that stand out, people that are not afraid to say, you know, well, look, I'm, I like where I am or I'm comfortable with what I do and there's nothing more to say. There's nothing more than saying, look, I, I like, I, I, and, and I went in and we had a great chat and uh, I'm fucking raging that it's not recorded because, um, you know, but there was a lot in it and, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm blessed to be where, where I was and, and going to all these things. Like, I, I, I'm sure there's people that are going to listen to this and think, Jesus, like, you know, going to a cinema or going to a, um, going to a, a, a show or a, or a, an event is so far into the into the future now again or else if you're watching this if you're listening to this in the in the future then you're probably thinking back to the time of the pandemic and thinking jesus do you know like even concerts like there's there's concerts going to be going on next summer and i'm like i hope to god we're out of it then you know but anyway it remains to be seen thanks for listening and uh let me know where you are in the world in the comments. You can get me on Podbean. You can get me on uh, Instagram, the Kieran Kelly podcast. And uh, yeah, just look, stay a character, be a character, be happy, do whatever you want. I don't care. If people here even listen to this, let me know. Judges there on, guys. Have a good one. All the best. <laughs>